Hi everyone, and welcome to my interpretation of RPG A Day 2021, wherein I talk or give a few thoughts about a prompt word on this calendar that we have to use, developed by the people who, for the eighth year, have done this project. Originally, I intended it to be like one take, but things are malleable. I've added recaps, I've added callbacks. So, here we go. I'm going to have the great pleasure of playing in a game run by Joe Salvatore of Rosie Bad Games. So, I hooked up with him the other day to make my character. So, I created a shaman. His name is Askold Belane. He's Hibernian. So, Reaver, just very briefly, and there will be a quick start coming out, is historical fantasy, sword and sorcery, and the Iron Age with a lot of Dark Age tropes. So, um, it sounds really cool, and I'm going to be really happy to, to participate in part of the playtest. So, it definitely looks, I don't know all the rules exactly, but it's definitely uh, has a D&D uh, backbone. I rolled my stats, Strength, Dex, Con, Intelligence, Wisdom, Charisma. I rolled really well. Um, I've got a 15, 9, 15, 14, 17, and 15. So all rolled uh, in front of Joe uh, virtually. So it was pretty cool. And I just actually, since I'm playing a shaman, I just get him down the line as, uh, as the D&D gods intended. So filled out all the other things. Um, he's giving it, getting us the second level, so he can add a attribute or a point to an attribute. So add it to wisdom since I'm a shaman. And that gives me some cool feet dice. Um, so my feet dice are d8s for the 15, d6 for the nine, and then a d10 for the wisdom. So I guess that helps us to do special things um, and raw powers. He chose a. You can choose one career that we've gone through by first level, and I chose Aesthetic, so I'm Silver Hermit, who does, you know, abstinence, bodily suffering, self-inflicted punishment. I explained the wit the nine by, he is, uh, he has a, a birth defect that's a partially withered leg. Um, so then I have my class abilities as well, I'm a shaman. So it looks like I have Faith, uh, Patron, deity, probably the spirits of our ancestors, a totem, um, it could be an animal spirit or a nature spirit as well, I haven't quite decided, so I'll probably decide that in play. I can heal, I can craft talismans, I can ha have some spell casting, and I have sorcery that I can cast as well. So I probably will do like this, looks like the shaman's doing uh, spears and shields, so it's probably what I'll go with. He's Hibernian, which Joe describes sort of a uh, Celtic-Germanic hybrid, um, so we're going with that. So we have the Ash Spear, and then we took a couple spells, and I took a Beseech Ancestor and a Brief Sleep. I'm really interested in how the spells work. Spells work, like, there's at least, there's a main spell, and there's, it looks like there's a couple spells underneath that can either be rituals or, like, combat cast spells. So I think it's pretty neat looking system, and I'm looking forward to play. So look for that Reaver 
uh, Raven God Games, uh, written by Joe Salvatore, who you might know from Eldritch Tales. He created that, and if you play Hyperborea, he also wrote Forgotten Pain of the Coiled Goddess. So, Reaver, coming to a, I guess, drive-thru RPG near you. Man, it is five in the morning, but I guess I'm still up full of adrenaline, and I couldn't really sleep. So, I, mainly because I'm thinking about what's going to happen next in our Twilight 2000 campaign. But Joe Salvatore says he does listen to the Twilight 2000 recaps, so that's kind of cool too. So, here we go. We're going to try to recap it. So, in the last adventure, the players had come across, had set up base camp, had started creating fuel and are filling up as best they can using all the organic material they have to fuel up their APC. A group of them went towards a town to see what was going on, maybe get supplies, especially get medical supplies since they had also found um, a convoy, an American convoy that had been ambushed or the remains and there were four survivors. So they patched them up as best they can, but they needed to do a blood transfusion on one of them who they miraculously saved uh, overnight doing surgery. They had had internal bleeding. So Kasha and Sam saved this uh, person who we named as a Sergeant Justine Bennett or Barrett. Anyway, so they head to the town. But the town, hmm, there's a surprise when they get to the town in a way. They can't just waltz in and ask for supplies. There's a Soviet tank and a Soviet um, transport vehicle that looks like it's been converted to an ambulance. It's a Gaz 66. And while they watch from the hills, the forest-covered hills, some POWs are unloaded and put into like a school gymnasium. Kasha kind of goes down and sidles in to blend in with the locals, uh, sells herself as a nurse slash doctor to help with the prisoners. She discovers they have typhoid, but the Soviets don't want to give them antibiotics. Even though there's plenty of medical supply, her goal is to get uh, blood typing equipment and the equipment to do a blood transfusion. So she's able to do that, get some intel, goes back towards the woods where she's confronted and stopped by or questioned by some Soviet troops on patrol. Um, she leads them into the woods where the other players and her uh, kill them. So they throw their bodies in the truck and take off back to camp. Um, when they get to camp, Kasha is able to do a successful transfusion onto their patient um, and type as many, well, fortunately on the dog tags, there are blood types. So she's able to type it correctly and get the right blood type to uh, their patient and then to discuss what to do and the decision is made to go back to town to rescue the POWs. So the people that go back are um, Kasha, Tops, and Grunts, whose player characters were there. Um, Jason and Armin couldn't make it, but Jason said we could use his character Sam. So Sam tags along and since Jonesy is an NPC and is a buddy of Kasha, he tags along with, with uh, Sam um, just in case. So they all load into the back of the truck. Jonesy drives his motorcycle and they head to town. 
then um, Kasha, they get to town at night, they kind of recon the area, see what's there, um, learn the size of the force, but they decide to wait um, until morning. Kasha does sneak back into town and is able to convince, um, it looks like what they've gotten a, a doctor from the Polish home guard, or, or it looks like the Soviets have recruited a couple members of the Polish home guard, both a, a guard type, uh, MP type, and a, and a doctor. So Kasia convinces them that she's from town or she's here to help. And maybe the doctor's skeptical, but he needs the help because he has 12 patients, four of which have typhoid, one of which is getting worse. And the Soviets have prevented um, the use of antibiotics. But Kasia actually convinces the doctor to give for humanitarian reasons to go against that. So, um, you know, and then also takes a rest because it sounds like they all have radios, so they're able to communicate. Kasha goes out and has a smoke, gets a lay of the land, reports that back to the, to the people. And the plan is for them to kind of, um, like, wait the full day, wait till evening uh, to do something. And it works out for them because, right, so two Soviet troops are missing. They're believed to be deserters. They haven't found any evidence of anything, so they send a patrol of three out into the woods to um, to find them or to see what's going on. Those guys, I rolled in front of the table, and those guys get lost in the woods. Um, Jonesy and Sam decide to to track them, make sure they don't cause any problems. Plus, they're sort of NPC, so we don't have to really worry about them. It could be narrative, and I'll explain that at the end. So the other guys uh, kind of rest, get ready for an evening type attack. Um, they wait until, so the tank during the day is also like driving around town. But at night they park, in the evening they park it. They wait till after the guy, the, all the Soviet soldiers do their guard change and have a meal. And they leave one, importantly, they leave a person in the tank. There are two guards walking around the gym where the POWs are held. And then the driver has been come. The driver of the gas sixty six has been um, commandeered to do some guard duty. They know that there's a sniper in one of the towers, but but from if they plan goes accordingly, the sniper can't get a beat on them um, in the tr from where the truck is at. So so here's what happens. So uh, Kasha's in the gym, running interference. Uh, there the there is an argument between. The Polish MP and the Polish doctor about whether or not you know why we are retreating if we're gonna get in trouble. Kasia mitigates that argument and at least prevents the uh, Polish MP from calling um, the Soviets. Meanwhile, Tops uh, sneaks into town and uh, Grunts positions himself uh, so he has a good bead on anything that's going on in the in the parking lot where the the gas 66 is stationed. Um, Tops takes out one of the Soviet guards that's patrolling around the gym. It goes really quiet. He positions himself by the door, uh, pings Kasha. Kasha convinces the Polish MP to say, let's go take a walk and talk to the Soviet commander directly. So he agrees when he steps outside. Uh, they you know, knife him as well, 
So they've taken care of two guards very quietly. Um, the other guard is sort of walking around. He stops and talks to the the driver of the truck, and uh, but Grunts has a has an eye on him. So once they get inside, then uh, they the Polish doctor, of course, freaks out um, and tries to complain, but they they don't want to kill him. They in fact take him prisoner. He capitulates and says, "Okay, okay, I'll go." Um, so. He's really concerned about his family in town that might come back. So Grunts, seeing that the other Soviet soldier who's patrolling is going to spot the bodies, actually spots the body and is about to radio in, but Grunts takes him down with a single shot. Um, then we go into combat and initiative. The jig is up, and the guys in the caution tops in the where the prisoners are in the gym, try to get them to quickly move into the truck. Fortunately, there's a couple drivers um, among that POW group. My cat says hi. Um, and then um, they start loading him up. Uh, Grunts takes care of the driver, uh, the Soviet driver, takes it, puts a, another M16 round into him. Um, of course, the other, the rest of the Soviets in town here, the gunfire so they're on alert uh, they had they had brought one of the uh, people they had rescued from the ambush with them who was uh, able and had given him a, um, a machine or an AK-74 that they had lifted from the Soviet troops that they had killed previously and he was watching you know the tank area to prevent people from getting into the tank because they had left like a, a, a tank one person in the tank to guard it but not really to run the tank so as uh, one another there was another guard there on station where the tank was at near where the tank was at so that guy his name is uh i think it's a psc rollins he opens up with the ak-74 takes down a guard and uh pings bullets off the tank so grunts gets into position and also fires down the line as the tank crew starts running towards their vehicle but is uh hits one and is able to to suppress them they failed their coolest under fire getting shot at from two different angles and one person getting injured so they hit the deck um and by that time the group is all the pow's in even the one who is pretty badly infected with typhoid he coughs on tops a couple times but tops is a tough tops is a tough man and probably will not get sick based on the role so they take off um Tops gives the order to fall back. Grunts grabs, um, he had moved into town to get a better shot on the tank crew, and he grabs the uh, equipment of one of the people that he took down, and then runs towards the hills. And so Rollins and Grunts get picked up. The the command, the captain, I think is I think I named Captain Ilvanovich, um, is kind of pissed, and he decides that he is going to order the tank crew jump on the tank grab his uh, sergeant and they're going to go after these people who killed his men so uh in a way we stopped uh then when you know the guys are heading back in the direction of camp they don't know if they're going to go to camp but they know they can hear the diesel engine of the tank chugging up and it sounds like it's going to pursue them so meanwhile 
Jonesy and Sam off camera dealt with the patrol. I just had them roll a few times and they rolled uh, successes with complications. So and two complications. So I had um, a couple complications occur. Yes, they, they were able to do, to do make enough successes to take out the patrol, but the patrol was able to fire back. Jonesy was injured and uh, Sam not wanting to linger grabbed Jonesy and they didn't recover you know, the, the three rifles that the Soviets have so they lost the the loot and one person got injured but then they kind of are able going to be able to meet up they jump in the truck or you know throw the bike in the back of the truck and jump in and uh, start heading to rendezvous with the the stolen uh, Soviet ambulance truck so that's where we stopped we'll see how they do with the tank in pursuit what they want to do um so now i gotta look up things on vehicles and and uh night fighting and little minutiae rules like that um there's a few times where i had to look up a lot of the rules i, I am just amazed at how quick and deadly combat goes in this game so you know uh, so that's Twilight 2000. Thought it went really well. Um, there's a good good plan. It was well, relatively well executed. There are little a couple stumbles. It took longer, I think, for them to get the POWs in and the truck. But um, but hey, no casualties. Well, one only one casualty and only an injury. So um, pretty lucky. Oh, as another aside. Um, Bronson and Diaz stayed behind with the camp in the APC. I don't know if I mentioned that, but to Bronson to give Overwatch because they still have this cannibal prisoner, right? Alleged cannibal prisoner. And then they have uh, three injured uh, American troops. So Diaz is making sure that the, the transfusion goes well and then, you know, keeping the camp in order. And uh, Bronson is watching. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Day 31 of RPG A Day 2021. It's the last day. The prompt word is thank. I have a lot of people to thank. Thank you, first of all, the listeners who have hopefully, maybe, probably listened every day for the last 31 days to my little snippets, some longer than others, and have listened probably to other podcasts during this month-long journey of ours through RPG A Day 2021. Thank you so much to the callers who have encouraged me and contributed to the content. I will try to name all of them and thank them. Uh, Jason Connerly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, Arlen Walker of Live from Pelham's Wasteland, Joe Richter from Hindsightless, Colin Green from Spike Pit, DJ Boyd from the Arcane Alienist, Barry Dicker from Loco Ludus, Spencer Freethrall from Keep Off the Borderlands, Anthony Runeslinger Boyd from Casting Shadows, and I believe that my wife Amy has called in, and I thank her tremendously for joining me in this hobby and uh, 
encouraging me to continue something that I really like and enjoy. I would definitely like to thank the GMs in the games that I play in, uh, namely Jason Connerly, Arlen Walker, and Kevin Madison of the Dungeon Musings Media Empire. I don't know if I played... Oh, I should thank also uh, Joe Salvatore of Brave and God Games as well, who I'm going to be joining in a game, and I've played in his games before. And Colin Green actually did GM for me one time long ago. Uh, Jason Hobbs of Hobbs and Friends and Random Screed, who got me back into, uh, at least into the virtual community of gaming through the Audio Dungeon Discord and other platforms. Uh, Eric Salzweedle is another person that GM for me a while, for a while with his games. So I think it was Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells that we ran for a while. So thank you to, I'm sure I missed a couple and I apologize. I thank you to my players. Uh, a lot of the people that I named are also playing my games. I definitely want to thank my home crew um, who may or may not listen. I'm not sure. They might listen to recaps here and there. But to the home crew that I run, uh, mostly now Starfinder and our Warhammer Fantasy game on Thursday. But we run a lot of games and have a lot of fun. So, who else can I thank? Well, David Chapman and Anthony Boyd, of course, who have started this initiative again. This is the eighth year that they've hosted hashtag RPG a day. Um, it's been pretty fun. It's my first time participating other than listening last year and the year before. But uh, it's just really nice. I'm glad that uh, David Chapman of Autocratic and I mentioned um, Anthony Rieslinger Boyd, who does his Casting Shadows podcast. Thank you for putting this thing on. And we'll be here again next year. Take care. One last thing I wanted to say. Players, thank your GMs. Don't forget about them. They put in a lot of work to give you the enjoyment that you do, maybe weekly or bi-weekly. And GMs, thank you, players, because without them, well, we would be playing the game that we so cherish and enjoy. So have a good one. It won't be daily anymore, maybe hopefully twice weekly, probably once weekly for my podcast on a regular basis. So, uh... Talk to you all soon.